who would play you in the HubSpot movie or just the movie of your life, which include now includes HubSpot? Yeah, I love this question. Honestly, I hadn't really given thought of it. So just for fun, I'm going to say Salma Hayek. I love it. Because, you know, she is like super powerful. You know, she has like super strong portrayal of anything that she picks up. And I just love her as an actress. So I think, you know, Salma Hayek, <laughs> she'll do a That's great a good job. That's a good one. That's a good one. She would. She definitely would. Yeah. She's, she's a badass woman. All right. If you, who is your favorite superhero? I got to go okay. with Wonder Woman yeah. because, you know, interestingly, I was thinking about this question and the reason I'd say Wonder Woman is a lot of times like female superheroes are 75% the power of a male superhero. And mm-hmm. in the case of Wonder Woman, I mean, she can actually take anybody in terms of her strength and Marvel rates, you know, all their superheroes on a scale of 50, 75, 100 plus, And she's a hundred plus woman. She's goddess of earth, yes. super powerful, can take on anybody and let's go with her. That's true. I like it. I like it. So if you, okay, so on that note, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Superpower, I think it would have to be kind of being in multiple places and a lot of times, especially during kind of what we're going through right now, we miss that connection. You know, also yeah. working on a, you know, worldly distributed. I always want to be in different places at any given time. And I think that mm-hmm. would be super cool. Being able to yeah, zoom I in. I agree. And zoom in. Yes, and I know. And zoom in. <laughs> and then did you want to have to worry about airplanes or anything or getting through the airport? Right. <laughs> It'd be, be much easier. <laughs> All right. So the next set of questions are more, you know, I, I put work in quotations, but work related. Is there a tool that you have discovered in the last year that has made things just much easier for you or just, you know, has been really useful and how has it changed? Yeah, I'll tell you, you. like, obviously all of us have uh, become much more proficient in kind of all video conferencing tools and that's the way we make a connection. Mm -hmm. Particularly for me, I'm a huge fan and I've learned a lot about Loom. Do you know Loom? What it is, is like, it's basically you can record yourself and you can actually send a personalized message to anybody if it's like one-on-one, one-to-me, one-to-team and all of that stuff. And what I've I've found is, you know, during kind of the pandemic that we're going through, because we cannot have that human connection, you know, I I record myself on, you know, five-minute Loom video Mm -hmm. and send it to a team or send it to a member of the team or send it to a customer and it's like super personalized. Okay. And I've also found that people do the same thing with me when they're trying to reach me. They'll be like, hey, I'm yep. going to record a 10-minute Loom video for you. And it's super personal okay. and it's a super easy tool. So I've been such okay. a big fan of Loom and uh, able to kind of continue making connections mm-hmm. with that technology. So I love it. Yeah. They have okay. And like, that actually sounds great. <laughs> okay, even better, even better. No, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to check that out for what I do in my job, too. That seems well, like it would be super useful. So how do you explain what you do to parents, friends, kids, non-industry people? If you're at a cocktail party with your neighbors. Well, I guess in SF, they're all probably in tech, but you know, you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I come from a family that is really non-tech. It's full of and if I'm not in an ER room or if I'm not in a you know surgery unit, they're like, what do you do? And you know, the easiest way to say is, look, I work in technology and I make our customers happy, 
across yeah. all of the teams that we work in. I try to make our customers really happy and help our customers grow better. And I try to make our employees really happy and help them grow better. That's kind of what I, I love say. That. All right. And they must get that because that's easy. That's like consumer 101. Yeah. And they're all consumers. Yep. So even the, even the doctors in your family too, they're trying to make their customers happy as well. Exactly. Which are their exactly. patients. So yep. awesome. What is the best part about your job? Or one of the best parts? I'm sure there are many. I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of surprising, but even though in, I'm in sales and customer facing roles, I'm a pretty big introvert. And the okay. part that I really like about my job is the one-on-one, you know, connection that I have mm-hmm. with our customers. And then the one-on-one or very small group connections that I have with employees. And they fulfill okay. me in like very, very different ways. I think from customers, just that personal connection of what's working, what's not working, where can we improve that directly feeds into mm-hmm. my, what I think my role is, which is kind of making customers happy. It feeds into that and it really is fulfilling for me. And I think on the other hand, I'm not so great at, you know, 50 person, you know, meetings or large team meetings, mm-hmm. but I love kind of having that one-on-one conversation about how's your life going and what can I do yeah. to help you grow and where, where do I support you to grow? And so deeply fulfilling every time our customers come back and say, Hey, your team helped me big check mark, yeah. big fulfillment. Yeah. And every time a person yeah. comes back and says, I learned something because of you, or I grew as a person or as a professional because you pushed me in this direction, hugely fulfilling. I think that's, that's yeah. kind of what I live to do. That's awesome. That's great. That's how I sometimes feel about my job too. I just love the one-on-one aspect and, right? you know, I don't have customers, but our network, our network of, of advisors is our, our customers. And I just love helping them achieve, you know, their professional, personal goals through the introductions right. I can make. So I'm totally with you on that. All right. If there was no internet, what would you be doing? You might be a doctor, it sounds like, given your family, but was there (laughs) something that you had wanted to do when you were younger that maybe wasn't internet related? Totally. No, I did not, you know, want to be a doctor. I'm kind of a rebel just because we had a family of, you know, doctors and cousin doctors and everything. I I decided very early on I had to do something else. You know, when I was, I think probably seventh grade or eighth grade, I, I was dying to become an architect. You know, I really like okay. spaces. I like the creativity of, you know, putting something completely on paper and then seeing it transform into a 3D space, I like 3D visualization of space. You know, mm-hmm. I was kind of leaning way more into the creative side. And I still think that, you know, last year we remodeled a house and I played a little bit of an architect for about six months. And I was like, this this could have been my profession. (laughs) But but I let the professionals do their job and they did a good job. So architect. Okay, perfect. You could just oversee instead the best of the best of both worlds what is something in the and I you know when I originally had done this question I wasn't actually thinking of it in the past six months necessarily of 2020 and more the past six months just as a time frame but you know what is something in the past six months that you have learned that you know you think everybody should know whether that you know has been what's kind of happened in the world in the past six months or just in general yeah it's been enlightening uh, to you It is. You know, what has been just incredible is actually having these kinds of conversations with people in their homes and wherever they choose Mm -hmm. to work from. 
yeah. you know, that human connection is so important, Casey. And, you know, even yeah. knowing you're now in Cape Cod and, you know, that's yeah. kind of like your place. And that's, and the same thing has happened with so many of the team members and even customers that I end up connecting with, you know, invariably mm-hmm. you hear the kid, you know, the background, the dog barking, the cat kind of running around you, you make that human connection. And, you know, in yeah. real life, when, when we were all back at the office, we all kind of knew that people have their other side, their personal side, their their life where the job fits in, not vice versa. Mm-hmm. But the last yeah. months have made it like super visceral to actually see them in their natural places of habitation and mm-hmm. see what the rest of their life actually looks like and have a yeah. real clear empathy towards how we're making this work as a team. And I hope we don't mm-hmm. lose that. I hope we don't lose that yeah. human aspect of how life has turned out to be in 2020. I really hope we don't yeah. lose that as we kind of continue to go forward. Yeah, I agree with that. It's funny. I was actually had I, somebody was just mentioning that earlier with how there's such a fine line now between personal life and professional life. And you really get to see that. I'm hoping it stays, but with the ability to sit down, like with you in person, right. still be able to sit right. over wine, like do it over wine, but still get to see exactly. the human side. So then, that's, uh, you know, that's what I miss the most. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, we would hopefully have learned to be like, you know, how's life going? Even though we yeah. may be just getting to know each other and still have that empathy and curiosity about how work fits into life rather than being so focused, you know, on just like work. So I really hope you can carry that through. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. Fingers crossed. I guess we'll like check back in this time next year. (laughs) We might all still be working from home. Who knows? (laughs) The rate it sounds like Google's going. All right. How do you manage your inbox? Are you an inbox zero or not? I feel like those are the two two trains of thought. (laughs) I know. I'm like, you know, probably a decade old inbox zero person. Uh, Just super (laughs) religious about it. And in fact, I don't feel like I can ever turn off for the day if I have an email that's directed at me that I have not responded Mm -hmm. to. And the way I kind of do it is first of all, have like a priority, you know, inbox in Google, which helps you kind of like you know, sort through the ones that are directly to you or direct group related to you versus kind of the broad emails. And so that's like a sort, but then Mm -hmm. I'm constantly, even if I have two minutes between meetings, I'm constantly kind of like sorting through. And the way I look at it is that I'll either, you know, there are kinds of emails that are, I can get back to you in like five seconds and be like, yes, I got this. And I'll give you a response. Mm -hmm. Some of them require thought and I'm, I will respond saying, give me 24 hours to respond or give me 48 hours to respond so that, you know, I'm holding myself accountable in terms of when I uh, respond to people and it's worked really well. You know, when I, when I go to bed, I typically have zero inbox and I have probably five or six emails that require reading and digesting and thinking before I respond. But Mm -hmm. for those people, I've kind of set a, you know, accountable date or time that I would get back by. And I just feel so much better. The only problem with this is that, you know, when I, when we go on like a vacation or do that, you know, it's really hard to kind of maintain that. And so when I come Mm -hmm. back from uh, vacation, I'm like, sorry, you know, (laughs) 
I'm declaring like I'm resetting. And if it's again on the top of my inbox, I'll kind of do it. So I give myself yeah. a little bit of space, you know, when I come back from vacations to reset, which is also healthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need like a couple of days to adjust. I've actually seen more and more lately people in their out of offices who have said, you know, depending on how long they're going away for, but that they are, you know, waiting or if these messages are all going to be deleted, they'll be back on this day. If it's still important in two weeks, email me again. So like, I guess if it's important, you'll remember to re-email. That's right. What is your morning routine? Are you a coffee drinker, tea drinker? Check your email, read the news. What's your... Yeah. And I think a, a lot of these questions are kind of like uh, pre-COVID and post-COVID, you know. Yes, ex- yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, what was the routine before? I think I'd say, you know, before, I'm, I'm not a caffeine person at all. And in fact, a couple of okay. years ago, I used to have like a cup of coffee and I kind of gave most of that up. Sometimes I do it, but I'm not a caffeine person. But, you know, pre-COVID, it was, you know, 5 a.m. wake up. I had a 5.45 a.m orange theory class that I was like so into. Uh, So I do it at least like three, four days out of the week. And then once I'm done with that and I'm back home by seven, then I kind of, you know, would start the day with reading email, checking up and all of that stuff. I think post COVID it's, it's actually, you know, I still wake up pretty early. I I, probably around like five or five 30 most of the days. But the nice thing Mm -hmm. is that we are now in Napa and my husband and I end up going on a nice long walk, typically four to five miles mm-hmm. in the morning. And wow. we just walk and come back. And, you know, by the time we're seven and I'm ready to jump into the day. So I do kind of, my morning routine is always starting with, you know, really balancing myself and taking care of myself, uh, yes. either through walk or, or yoga and then jumping yes. in. I find myself yes. cortisol levels going up if I start with email or worse yet, yeah. Facebook or something social, it just like yeah. Yeah. completely upsets my balance. I'm like, I'm not ready to take yeah. on the world at five. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm like not even up at five. So like, I can't, I'm definitely not ready to take on any type of world. That early. <laughs> so, so, good for you. But I, yeah, I've maintained, I usually walk to work and I have maintained trying to walk in the morning just to keep that rhythm of like, getting your body moving and mind clear. So I understand that. What are, in your opinion, what are the most important qualities of a leader? You know, I'm sure you have many, but I guess if there was one or two that you could narrow it down to, what would those be? Yeah. You know, honestly, this is something that is so important. It's taken me a while to kind of really get to first principles of leadership. For me, it's integrity. Mm -hmm. What I say is who I am. No question, right? I want everybody in the in the team and anybody who works with me and interacts with me to know that if I say I'm going to get back in 24 hours, that's my word and that's who I am. So integrity is really important. The second part of it is authenticity. You know, being authentic as a leader is just exceptionally important, especially as a female leader in a somewhat male-intensive industry, at least for the last 20 years, which is like sales. I got to be who I am and I have to claim kind mm-hmm. of my natural spot there. And I don't need to try and be someone that I'm not, you know, watch football if I don't care so much about it, yeah. learn to yeah. play golf because everybody does yeah. it. I just have to be really comfortable in terms of who I am and make decisions based on who I am. So I think that, and then like the that. third from a leadership perspective is the ability to inspire others to do their best. Uh, a lot of times oh. we run into 
you know, this could have been better and that could have been better. I think the way I see it, my role as a leader is, you know, to be an agent of change, to be able to create change and to be able to inspire others to kind of, you know, bring their best every day. So integrity, authenticity, bringing change to inspire others. I think those are the three. Got it. Love that. All right. The next ones, I'll I'll quickly go through them because I know we're running out of time. Favorite podcast? Do you have one? Wow. I mean, the list is long, Casey. (laughs) A very, very long list of podcasts, especially now. You know, I think there's just even more interest in kind of, you know, podcasts. The one that I will always go back to, which is on a loop for me, is TEDx. Yeah. I go back to TEDx and it's not quite podcast. There are some podcasts in TEDx as well. But what I like is just even when I'm walking, I don't need the visual, but I kind of, you know, go through the top 10 or the top trending. And sometimes it is in a topic that I am passionate about and I know about. Uh, sometimes in a topic, it is completely different that I didn't expect, but I learned so much about. And it's kind of in That's that great. right, you know, uh, 20 minutes. And I typically don't watch it. I just listen to it when I'm walking or I'm yep. working out or anything. Yep. So Great. Was there what book or TV show as you know, did you was want to live in as a child? Or was there one that you just loved and thought, oh, I'd love to be, you know, in that family or in that world? No, I'm, I'm absolutely going to date myself. I don't even know if kids okay. not read these books. But, you know, as a, as a child, I kind of was a voracious reader. And I used to read all these um, Nancy Drew, you know. Do, oh, do, yeah. Yep. See, I know I'm going to. Yeah, I know Nancy Drew. I know Nancy Drew. <laughs> so, so I used to read Nancy Drew, like every one of them. And my whole thing was like figuring out patterns and like figuring out you know, what that mystery was and trying to solve it before the end got to it. And, you know, I love kind of that pattern recognition. And I, in fact, like that's what I enjoy in my job. It's a lot about pattern recognition. So I just imagine myself to be in that mystery solving, you know, figuring out things mode and super excited about it. I would wait for the next, you know, book to, or the series to come out. So that's awesome. I think there's a little mo- a little Nancy Drew movie now. I watched it on the plane once. So you can uh, add, add that to your oh, list. Oh, um, okay. Yes, you'll have to watch it. It's like a very, you know, I think it's like rated G, but I don't know. I watched it on the plane and uh, one time and I thought it was really cute. So you can uh, throw back to your childhood. <laughs> That's right. Um, what song gets, do you have a pump up song, whether you're working out or in the morning, you just need to get in a good mood, a go-to song? So I'll tell you, this one is super interesting because my kids have taken over our home airwaves. Okay. <laughs> my kids have also taken, when we are driving, you know, they've taken over my airwaves and they're like, mom, give me your phone. We're going to play the music. And so over the years, uh, I have two boys, 13 and 11, and my kids okay. my have like kind of like merged with my kids and they love oh Imagine Dragons. and. They introduced me to Imagine Dragon and they were like, mom, you got to listen to this. So my go-to kind of track is like the top 10 from Imagine Dragon, Natural, Thunder okay. being kind of the big ones. And okay. <laughs> I love it. it's just, you know, it's merging is all I can say. Yes. They're keeping you young, right? <laughs> up to date. What is your favorite season and why? Fall. You know, fall is my absolute favorite. I think it's kind of 
especially Napa where we live, you know, it's yeah. just after harvest. It's just when kind of uh, the vineyard is turning like browns and gold and yellow and red. And you just like drive through and you can see like the mountains like blanketed with these beautiful tapestry of colors that are just, you know, that oh. was only God created, right? And so it's my absolute yeah. favorite time. And we just go on long drives or long hikes just to kind of see the, oh. the colors. And I'm, I'm sure kind of, you know, great. In uh, in East Coast, where you are, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. So. Oh yes, yes, and like the weather's. I mean, it's a little different. Like weather is nice and crisp. So yeah, I'm totally with you. Two more questions for you. What has been the best thing you have either cooked during quarantine or done with your family during quarantine? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I do think my boys and I have actually said we're going to use this to like cook and do things as a family. Yeah, we have, I have to say, I'm a little proud that we have perfected paella making. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we, you know, I've always been intimidated by this and I, you know, I always have thought, okay, this is a restaurant thing. And we've had a super uh, favorite Spanish restaurant that we used to go to almost every other week and we'd make, we have this paella. And so my, my son who loves, you know, Spanish food and tapas, he's like, mom, I miss the paella. I was like, okay, let's just order a paella pan and let's try it and now over the last four months we probably made it you know like eight times or so and every time oh my gosh better and i think we're we're wow. there we're like proud of it i gotta send oh you my god <laughs> yes please i'd love to include it in the article if you send me a picture that would be awesome we my brother made he was home and he made we did a spanish theme night and we did like paella and tomato bread and sangria so and it yes. was quite it was quite good i have to say Yes. So, uh, yeah, I love paella, but I can see where it is intimidating. I had nothing to do with it. I cut the manchego cheese to, like for the appetizers. So that was my contribution of that. I got to try right. sangria. I got to try sangria next time I make oh, it. Oh, it was, my mom always says you just have to like pour some brandy in a bottle of wine and throw some fruit in it and like you're good. But there's hopefully a little bit more to that because that'll <laughs> give you a raging headache the next day. So I'll send you some good sangria recipes. That's, that's my thing that I like to Love make. It. My last question for you is who would be your dream dinner guest past present? Like, but who would Michelle that be? Obama? Okay. Michelle I love Obama. that. Have you listened to her podcast yet? I saw it came yes. out today. Actually, Alice uh, sent me her podcast and I was listening to it last night. Yes. You know, I, that was awesome. <laughs> and uh, you know, I have always admired her, but then I, you know, instead of like reading the Becoming book, I actually mm-hmm. listened to it, you know, and she was kind of narrating the whole story, super inspiring. And then I had this amazing opportunity to spend like five minutes with her when she was on a, you know, she was doing a keynote cool. actress and she's just super inspirational and powerful. I would have That's a awesome. ton of questions for her. It would be a long, you know, dinner, hopefully. Long dinner. Long, and maybe I'll serve her some paella. 